Hey everybody, before we get to our main story, I want to take a brief moment to tell you about a podcast I've been listening to for a bit now. It is called Upper Middle Brow. Now, I have mentioned them before. They are a podcast that focuses on talking about books and doing deep dives into kind of post-apocalyptic sci-fi themed novels. They go into a lot of Neil Stevenson, starting with, of course, Snow Crash, one of my favorites, before moving on to things like The Arrest by Jonathan Lethem. Overall, I have a lot of fun listening to them. They're great for putting on a drive and kind of going into books that I read years ago but haven't gone back and revisited. So I definitely recommend if you get a chance, listen to Upper Middle Brow. Uh, you can find them on most of the socials, Twitter, Instagram, and whatnot. Alrighty, back to the show. Bye! Oh, Alistair. Greetings, yeah. Alistair. Yeah. Alistair. The Doritos Locos Taco at Taco Bell has been around for longer than the Confederacy. And I don't have a single Doritos Locos Taco statue. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Big Campaign Stories. I'm Jeff, your GM. To start us off with a recap. Let's go with John. Mm, from what I recall, our friends Max and Achillic visited us and we grabbed, um, what was his name? The guy with the taint in him? Ravik. Ravik. We brought him back to base and we determined that the uh, ex-gargoyles had done a, um, an operation on him to, to hardwire the taint into uh, Ravik's brain. And that they couldn't really do much to save him. That we're going to have to find the ex gargoyles and uh, get a replacement tain. That it's still a little bit weird for me, but they have a tain that we can use to try to recreate his memories and somehow save him. Um, so we established that, and then decided to uh, try to do some reconnaissance for the uh, party, in which we will be stealing things and creating a heist. Everybody kind of split up at that point. Oswald was scoping out the perimeter and looking for escape paths in the future if that comes up and fours somehow collected everybody up at the base and where, where did you guys go for us a field trip yeah we went to go track down uh one of the gargoyles whose name escapes my brain margaret rayland i i was i kept on thinking matilda and i and i knew that was specifically wrong did we find out whether or not they have any relation to Tyfe Rayland? I, I think that's the Rayland is like the uh, orphan surname for the region. Okay. Yeah. Anybody who grew up at a Rayland orphanage has Rayland as their last name. That's why you got uh, Oswald Rayland and Carver Rayland and Margaret Rayland. You're a bunch of little orphans. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I have parents. Yeah, filthy foster parents. <laughs> <laughs> I will punch you in the mouth, Force. <laughs> Anyways, Dosh had the brilliant idea to deck themselves out as a different Dosh model. Mav, what was the name of that Dosh model? Linux. And uh, we managed to fool the guards all the way until we got to... Estelle Del Rose. Yeah, we made it to Del Rose themselves, and uh, they saw right through us. And that was a cliffhanger. Excellent. So, to start us off with our wonderful lightsaber chance... Because you cut out, now I'm going first. This is John playing as Lucius. And I got an 18. Go for it, Mav. This is Mav uh, playing Dosh, and I got a 1, followed by a oh, 2. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> Had to lose that fancy arm you got. Yep. Uh, Sean. <laughs> hey, I'm Sean. I'm playing 4s. I rolled a 12. Jesse, bring it home. Okay, I'm Jesse. I'm playing as Oswald. I got a 13. We start back at the Del Rose estate as Dosh, Lucius, are inside, surrounded by our fairy guards, uh, with guns drawn, speaking to Estelle Del Rose, the head of the household. Unfortunately, Dosh's entrance was cut short as she was able to confirm that he is not Livix. <laughs> I want to make note that I never actually said that I was Livix. <laughs> <laughs> Two Del Rose. I never once claimed who I was. <laughs> oh, yeah, you just said you should know Don't me. You know, you know who I am? <laughs> you don't need invitations when you're important. <laughs> I will do a sweeping bow to Della Rose and say, you wouldn't shoot a guest who your guards escorted directly to your front door, would you? 
she stares at you for a bit before. Not yet. Um, if you need a little bit of time, I was going to cut up to Oswald, who's on the roof. So I just became aware that there's a big airship underneath, like a what I'm imagining is like a circus tent uh, out back. Correct. And neither of the folks inside have given me notification yet via sliver that they're in trouble, right? No, not yet. No. Okay, <laughs> cool. Then yeah, I am curious about that airship. I'm thinking maybe that's a good escape route for us. So I'm going to scope that out a little closer if I can and see if I can tell if there's any like pattern of roving guards or anything. Nope, not necessarily guards, but there are servants moving things onto and off, making it presentable for what you assume would be a big reveal at the party. Mm-hmm. Does the airship maybe have, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm totally picturing Indiana Jones right now with, like, the escape biplane that can peel away. <laughs> Does this have one of those? No, it is anchored to the ground, but there's not a separate, like, escape plane. Okay. Dopian mm. future, no lifeboats. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, if it's gonna be part of the the ceremonies, then maybe we can't use it. That's a little flashy. I really like the idea, though. How much do you suppose it is worth? <laughs> exactly. Oh, God. <laughs> I hadn't even thought about that. <laughs> That's a good call. I will spend some time investigating or, like, trying to determine how it is kept on the ground. Like, what it would take to make it leave the ground and go where I want it to go. <laughs> yeah, there are four heavy set concrete blocks that it's chained to. Huh. There's a uh, do there appear to be any release mechanisms? There are. Are those going to be manual release or are they computer controlled? From what you can see, it looks like they are computer controlled. Cool. I'm going to scope out where that computer terminal is. And uh, then I'll relay that to, I guess, Lucius. Say, so, hey, boss, uh, there's an airship outside. Computer controlled release. Yeah, you don't seem to see anything on the outside. You'd assume it's somewhere probably in the ship. Okay. Yeah, I'll get back to you soon. We're having a moment. Back to that moment. <laughs> Gosh. I like how this is the moment where all of the text messages and stuff are coming in. Because <laughs> <laughs> I forgot, you discovered that most of this is a mirage, right? Or an illusion spell over the house? Uh, that's the, um, that's Forza's, like, where he's at. It's all right. an illusion, not the one we're at. Right, 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 right. Yep. Ignore me. I mean, it doesn't mean that we're not in an illusion. <laughs> <laughs> Have you passed your will save? <laughs> yeah, I'll say. Well, it should be it would be a shame to have a murder charge and be half a million dollars poorer on the day of your big party. I'm just kind of sweating. <laughs> <laughs> you just magic that away. She keeps her eyes focused on Dosh, is she? Then what are you here for? <laughs> I'll say, uh, my name is Dosh7676. We offer you a service. A protection service of a kind. I don't do well with extortion. Oh, this is not extortion. If we could talk when I don't have a gun to my head, I will be far less nervous and far more eloquent. She motions over to some antique sofas nearby. Take a seat, Dosh, and looking at Lucius, you. <laughs> I'm Dosh's assistant, Lucky. And I'll gladly take a seat, magicking away the sweat. <laughs> <laughs> Outside, Oswald, go and give me a perception check. Alrighty. Your eyes explode. Damn! <laughs> I never should have trusted you! A total of 24. As you're inspecting the airship, the Del Rose outside, uh, seeing the servants go to and fro, you will recognize one of the servants. You see it is Bassanaros. Okay. That's a red bandana guy, right? Yeah, that's the guy that we liberated the briefcase from. He's also the guy I called and let him know about <laughs> the mercenaries who were going to assault his friends. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. many so that's wrinkles! Gonna... So that's going to earn another uh, another ping to Lucius. <laughs> hey, Lucius, Red Bandana's here, particular Bossonaros. Bossonaros? Stop sweating. Yeah, the guy we lifted the briefcase from. I remember. <laughs> Stop being so nervous. He's disguised as a servant. As Dosh and Lucius are sitting across from Del Rose, she'll motion for some tea to be brought over, not wanting to be a rude host. And we cut back to the streets. Fours hanging out next to a colleague. And Gore standing there on his cell phone. So you're still downtown over kind of in an area that's in the middle of construction. One of the buildings, though, does stand out as looking completed, though you have confirmed that they have uh, sensors and nanites set up to create a hologram of it as a completed building. You were able to identify this through the pictures you found online working with a colleague, knowing that being based out of this building, they had modified city records, take this unit off of kind of the list of Permits and things that have to be inspected. Mm -hmm. So they have their own blank spot. 
that they can do anything they want in. Mm -hmm. All right. You're able to pick up the Wi-Fi signal here, though it is locked, you haven't been able to access it, and your inspection has revealed that even though the drones are still up there, it looks like most of them have been altered so that they're not looking directly down on the building. Oh, their their angles are all away from the building? or Correct. All right. How big is the complex? And is it still under construction, or is it like an abandoned project? Yeah, it looks like it's a half-abandoned project. So if there wasn't the hologram on here, there's probably exposed walls. Glass has not been put into windows yet, for the most part. It's, it looks to be about five stories. Think your classic rundown, broken building. You can see rebar half revealed in concrete walls that aren't corrected yet uh, mm -hmm. behind the hologram. Mm -hmm. From the look of the networks, it seems like it's just them living here, or are there any other squatters? Uh, looks like it's just them living here. A colleague leaning over with his data pad would, hey, Fours, take a look. It, I can see here that there's a few automated, automated defenses kind of in place. It's like reconnaissance drones on the inside. I imagine these are all kind of being ran or controlled by Gene. Okay. Can you get an idea if they're being actively controlled or if they're on, like, preset uh, paths? Right now it looks like preset paths, but there is one on the first floor that isn't moving, which I'd assume would be Gene. Oh, like himself? Mm-hmm. Huh, okay. Yeah, we want to want to sneak by these things, so I think we're going to have to Metal Gear Solid our way through uh, some abandoned building. Everybody yeah. grab a box. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of boxes, Gore would use this to be like, uh, I don't have it with me. I left it home, but um, if we had some privacy hoods, that at least would make sure to get us past the drones and the cameras. But wouldn't they be alerted that we're here? I don't know if they knew we're here yet, but he'll, as he's clacking away on his phone, but any, any drones that aren't being directly controlled will not be able to see us with the privacy hoods on. Oh, good call. Yeah, um, I'm going to check the back of the wrecker and see what we have in the way of tech to see if we have any privacy heads. Oh, the wrecker is in North Ferry. You guys took the bus over. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Man, privacy hoods have to be one of my favorite things that you come up with on this. All right. Uh, so do you know where we could get privacy hoods on short notice, Gore? Yeah, he'll start typing away at his phone. Yeah, while he looks. While Gore is checking... Back to the Arferi household. Um, I'd be pulling out a notepad and uh, scribbling something down in a handwriting that's probably not legible, but buying a little bit of time to sliver a dosh. It seems Oswald has seen Bossonaro here. Looks like he's no doubt going to try to mess something up with this party, but now might be a time to throw him under the bus. But I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah, uh, I don't say anything back to you, uh, but you do see a smi smile. <laughs> I got the corner of my lips. <laughs> I will say to the lady, as I thank her for her tea, I just kind of smell it, but don't really drink it. I'll say, we've recently were at a scorn market, but I'll stop and pause and say, no, I think we need to go further back. We are in the acquisitions business, and we've, we've recently been aware of a contract against your estate. Uh oh. Start magicking away my sweat again. <laughs> <laughs> That extra-dimensional sweat pool is uh, built up. <laughs> <laughs> One day he's going to unleash it on some poor bastard. <laughs> yeah, she looks intrigued. Okay. I'll say, we were looking to expand into more protection services. We were hoping that you could hire us for cheap to help ensure your property stays yours. Huh. Go ahead and give me that bluff check. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I was hoping to limit as many bluff checks as I could, but <laughs> <laughs> you got to make at least one at some point. All right. I rolled a seven for a total of 21. Alrighty. Her eyes narrow as she leads forward. I'm listening. I'll say, I believe uh, some people are looking to take something very valuable to you. I want to try to like look at her cannonballs without like actually saying that that's what it is. Kind of like a glance with all six of my eyes. <laughs> but then back uh -huh. to her. And I'll say, the way we work is we wouldn't want to be directly in charge of, I don't want to say this, we want to earn your trust, so we don't want to have access to your most precious valuables, but we want to help you protect them. Like, these cannonballs, or we just assume they're cannonballs, right? That's just what we're calling them. But uh, do these look like they're valuable? They do. Go ahead and give me an appraise. Do that. 
was a now lot they're, of they're orc shot puts, not human shot puts, so that's, right. that's, that's going to be a little trickier for you. But <laughs> So I got a natural 20, getting a total of 28 on my appraise check. Excellent. Lucius, with a cunning eye and skill, uh, you look them over, and yes, before you hear her clarify, they're not cannonballs. They're shot puts. <laughs> human shot puts? Orcish, actually. Oh. With your 28, uh, you can see they are exquisitely crafted. Several of them have etchings, runes, kind of a, an old art, not like standard arcane magic or even the occult magic that you seem to be able to use so easily. More rune casting, more items built with magic infused into them as part of it. Her collection is pretty extensive and pretty large, especially considering as far as anyone's concerned or knows, there have not been orcs around for hundreds of years. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I thought they were extinct. They are. What I'll say is, what we want to do, what we propose, you increase the security on your cannibals with whoever you feel, or your shot puts, I apologize. (laughs) (laughs) With whoever you feel you trust the most. Triple your security if you have to. Lock them away tight. All we simply wish is tickets to your party. We will work amongst the crowd and try to find those who wish to perpetrate the theft. And then just curious, how many of these uh, shock puts would it take to uh, complete our deal with them on? Yeah, with that appraise, uh, you would have seen five. Okay. She has a collection of about 40. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So my half a million was enough. Yeah, she takes interest and listens to this, especially with Lucius asking prodding questions about her shot put collection. Mm-hmm. And what is the name of the company you represent? I'll say... Well, you'd be our first client, so I think we'd have to establish a name. First legal client. <laughs> Say, uh, Dosh Protection Services. <laughs> the future of protection. Good one, boss. <laughs> <laughs> DPS. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Go and give me your diplomacy. Yeah. I rolled a 12 for a 23. You see you're taking mental stock of this, thinking about it. As we do, we cut back out to Oswald. I am, like, staring at this airship and, like, thinking about how it could be released and thinking about the money for it. And I suddenly have this flashback of being a kid and seeing a comic book of Sky Pirates. And I'm immediately just like, yes, this is what we're doing. (laughs) And so I'm going to see if I can get over to, like, the top of this circus tent thing and find my way, like, in from there so I can come at the airship from above and go down towards it. Because I figure that there's going to be fewer people, you know, looking for for people going that way. But I'm I'm definitely going to try and get onto this airship. As you remember back to the comics of your youth, the dashing adventures of Sarabek Magellan, Sky Pirate. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and give me a stealth check as you move across the top of the canopy and try to drop into one of those holes. Awesome. Total of 15. You're able to slowly, like a spider, (laughs) lower yourself down from the top onto the main deck of this three-tiered airship. Uh, A couple of the servants here don't seem to take notice. Either they don't care, or Mm -hmm. literally nobody's expecting somebody to lower down from the inside of the canopy onto it. But you find yourself standing on polished dark wood. You see the mithril filigree and engraving upon the rails. You hear the whir of the Hedron engine inside. Can I get an idea of how big this thing is? Just for my mental visual. Which one, the home or the... The ship that he's on. Yeah, it's about 70 feet long, 60 feet wide, about 40 feet tall. And shaped like what food? (laughs) (laughs) A bottle of whorl. And shaped like what food? Let's go with the chicken sandwich, but the chicken, the fried chicken breast on the inside is a little bit too big, so it pokes out two ends. (laughs) Awesome. As I get down on the deck, I'm looking around and like evaluating this thing and saying, yeah, I could totally do this. So I'm going to see if I can figure out where the central control room is or the pilot's cabin or cockpit, whatever it's called. If you have pilot, you can roll that. If not... Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> then I would take knowledge engineering. Total of seven on <laughs> the knowledge engineering. Rolled a natural one. <laughs> My confidence knows no bounds. I can pilot this thing. <laughs> Based on your expertise as a pirate. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, Oswald, you find yourself uh, lost amongst the lower decks. Though you can see that there's party rooms being set up, hookah lounges, there's rooms with various paintings on the walls. 
Uh, looks like she's almost moving a lot of her expensive showy artwork onto here to create a floating experience of her opulence and wealth. Mm, or or a getaway. <laughs> or a getaway. But with that natty one, there's just too many doors down here. And mm-hmm. since you can't ask for directions, right. <laughs> you find yourself more of than not getting kind of pushed into rooms that have already been finished or furnished and unable to get to rooms that are either blocked by servants or occasionally you see the Mercadine pilot or assistant walking around. Okay. I'm going to change tactics then and see if I can find like a, like a Porter's room or a, like a room for people who work here. Them hoping we'll have like a uniform of like airship attendants or, or like workers or something like that. I'm going to try and steal a uniform if I can. All right. As you go searching, mm-hmm. we cut back to fours with Gore and Akalik. Gore will say, Hey, so, uh, one of my boys can get us some privacy hoods at about 5,000 a pop. Oh, jeez. You can have them here to us in an hour. And he'll, <laughs> he'll look at you and so that's delivered. That is, I mean, he, he's going to hop on a heat drive vehicle and bring it to us right now. Uh, or if you uh, have it, we can find a uh, tower optics. And we could probably get those for kind of standard going rate about 4K. Okay. So if we go and get it ourselves, we can shave 1,000 off? Mm-hmm. Where is tower optics from here? Colic will pull up a map of the city and say there's one over by the theater. Uh, looks like there's another one further north by the uh, the North Rayland Towers. Do I have access financially <laughs> to to the funds to make either of these purchases? Uh, asking asking as Sean. I guess this is where I would ask is Jeff to Lucius. Does the party have access to funds or is it oh, yeah. go, go through you? Okay. Or is this something Shrop <laughs> controls? But that's that's the thing too is now that Shrop's here, I haven't really clarified, so I I haven't like gone to Shrop and be like, hey, this is how we conduct ourselves. I've just kind of noticed that he knows what he's doing, and I obviously have just been fumbling along. Yeah, he has a miscellaneous column for <laughs> scored market purchases that don't come with receipts and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, so Jeff to Sean and Sean to Forrest, you would know that you do have access to. The money that the group has. Okay. Was that four thousand dollars a piece? Yes. For each member that's gonna go in? Uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why it makes me think that maybe we should just get one pair. That way we don't have a bunch of uh otherwise have a bunch of stealth fail points of someone getting caught, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it like privacy hoods are sophisticated, right? Like he- you could probably put like a heads up display, like interact with people, show people what you're seeing. Privacy hoods can be integrated into data pads, slivers, HCOMs, so that way they can provide a heads up display for you while allowing you to keep your hands free. Okay. Okay. Gore and Akalik, how are you guys about hanging back or do you guys want to go in? Because I don't, I honestly don't know if we can, if we can swing this, <laughs> this bill to have us all get privacy hoods here. Gore looks at you with a confidence that seems misplaced, as he says proudly, I'll go sit over there in that fruit and bean and I can give you directions. <laughs> a colleague would, I would prefer not to engage in direct problems, but I can sneak in with you or I can keep watch from out here. Uh, More of a script writer than I am. Well, and he'll kind of laugh. I'm like, I, well, you guys know. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, I believe Oswald uh, knocked him out in a single bunch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes. Like getting knocked out by a dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. A normal dwarf or a sexy dwarf? All dwarves are sexy, John. <laughs> <laughs> That's a t-shirt. Yeah, you can keep an eye out down here. And you could probably also use my drone. If you don't have one already. A colleague does not. And so, yeah, he'll definitely take your guest password to be able to control your drone. Cool. Yeah, it's the reconnaissance one, so can be my eyes in the sky. Gore will shake his phone. Should I tell my boy to bring one over for us? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that would yeah. be good. Yeah, and you'll hear him as he walks around the phone. Hey, hey, Dorlix. I got a sale. Uh, all right. Meta-wise, do I, do I know who Dorlix sounds uh, very familiar to me, but I don't know if that's just because it's a Lykel or because <laughs> I, I, my character has heard the name before. You have not. It's not a name that you've heard. Okay, that was Medicine's tinkling. <laughs> <laughs> a reference has been made that you are not privy to, but you kind of are. 
not Dorlix. Doriax. Doriax. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have not heard of Doriax. Cool. So as you guys wait for the privacy hood to be delivered, uh, we come back to Dosh and Lucius sitting on the couch there. And she'll say, Dosh Protective Services sounds interesting. Uh, untested, though. Do you have, and she'll especially look at Lucius <laughs> casting away his sweat. <laughs> I would hope that you could be properly dressed for a party. Oh, you don't have to worry about that, man. And how many people am I paying for? You're paying for the services. We will supply the people. How many Dosh employees do you need tickets for? Uh, let me count in my head real quick. <laughs> don't say that, but... <laughs> uh, let's see, there's four of us. Cousins in town trying to hook them up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need one for Jake Palace. Um, right. <laughs> uh, I'll say five tickets. The extra one, just in case. Hell yeah, plus one. Only one extra one? Should get an extra six. You gotta be... Somewhat conservative here. And so I have an idea on the running rate on this. Yes, I'll say, um, of course. Uh, I'll say, you only pay if you stop an actual theft. Should nothing happen, and everything's fine, we'll call it even. Simply being able to add you to our resume would be enough for us. This feels like a diplomacy. There's no lie (laughs) in there. Uh, You're offering a service. So one of my traits is I get a plus two on skill checks to haggle prices or negotiate payment. Can I throw that on there? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. In the one place it's applicable? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very, very that specific That sounds directly trait. relevant. Yeah. No. <laughs> I made this collection like a year and a half ago when I created this character. And, <laughs> and it's only taken till now to uh, finally, finally pop up. Are we going to add that plus two on? <laughs> I guess. I get a plus four if I'm actually higher than them in any sort of economic or military sense, but I have neither of those. <laughs> all right i rolled oh a natural two for a 13 or a 15 while i ponder this we'll cut back over to oswald hey one thing beforehand yeah these shock puts have runes on them right can uh-huh. i do like a uh, detect magic to kind of see maybe what these things do like how dangerous are they your appraise is high enough you definitely know that these shock puts are magic yeah i just want to see if i can't figure out what kind of magical they are like, if we accidentally drop one, is it going to frickin' fireball or something? Well, that's my stack of grenades. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so one of my racial powers is I get a skill focus with my skill of choice that I never actually used. Uh-huh. <laughs> one of these days, I'll have to do that after this <laughs> session. <laughs> so she'll go deep into thought as she kind of ponders over this offer. It doesn't seem like there's a lot for her to lose, per se, except for the fact she has to let five strangers yeah five basically pavos into her very fancy party with the assumed threat that someone's going to try to steal her stuff (laughs) when you say it like that (laughs) while she's pondering this uh lucius as you cast detect magic and do a sweep of the area you can definitely see that the clothes she's wearing have tinges of abjuration magic to it uh, she has a couple different rings that also glow magical. But Lucius, as you look over the shot puts, yeah, each of the 40 of them do glow with a heavy amount of magic, some more than others. They vary between evocation, abjuration, illusion, uh, and necromancy. Necromantic throwing balls. The two brightest ones are conjuration, but based on the power and strength of the auras here, you can see why they're, especially the, the more expensive ones, why they would be so. You're probably looking at something pushing like a plus five item. Oh, wow. And while I'm at it, I would do a kind of look around the area and see if there's anything else that's obviously uh, expensive or uh, magic. Since that's one of the reasons we're kind of in here in the first place. Maybe the cannonballs aren't our only option. Like paintings, maybe, or I don't know, a vase. So Lucius, as your detect magic pans across the room, uh, there's a set of rings on a dais. There's a painting on the wall. Uh, there's a waist-high vase over next to the window. She has a couple rings she's wearing herself that are magical, as well as her clothing. Any chance? What am I trying to say? I'm trying to ask if if I stole something, would they know? If, like, let's say one of them rings went missing on the side table, they wouldn't just instantly get a ping and be like, I'm being stolen from! Correct. Yeah, they are not Skyrim guards. Right. <laughs> Someone touched my street wall. <laughs> I'll say... To help sweeten the deal, to 
verify, help verify our uh, credentials. Um, I think you might have uh, people already infiltrated into your staff. <laughs> She'll left. Oh, really? And how would you know that? Uh, well, I know one personally. She's going to roll a sense motive. <laughs> and would I assume this is a plant of yours to kind of push this deal? I mean, that's safe to assume, and that's uh, good instincts. But I think when we point him out, you'll see he is not. This might be a new company, but Dosh comes in starting it with a lot of skills already in place. So I shove my nose up Android butt. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of butts, back on the ship, <laughs> Oswald, you are able to find the room that contains the extra clothes and cleaning supplies, things that are used by the Mercadine employees that pilot the ship here. You can definitely find a uniform, but that does mean having to take off your mining gear. Yeah, I was just thinking through that. It's like, uh, okay. <laughs> so I think I will take the time to take off my mining gear put on the Mercadine uniform and then try and put on the mining gear over that <laughs> and just deal with questions as they come. That's my next step in my plan as I go. Yeah, after about 10 minutes, taking on, putting on, putting on, taking off. Mm -hmm. You're wearing the crisp black and silver uniform of a Mercadine student. Hell yeah. Step out in the hallways. I look sharp as shit. And I'm going to resume looking for the uh, pilot's cabin, compartment, cockpit area. Yeah, those servants see you. They don't seem to interact with you. Oh, I know this trick. I'll look around for a clipboard to carry. <laughs> yeah, you're able to grab a grab a clipboard. You're able to grab a clipboard from the storage area. Awesome. Can I tell if there's any like ranking insignia on anybody's clothing? Go ahead and give me a knowledge corporate. Okay, I got a nine on my knowledge corporate. I got no ranks. That's untrained. Absolutely. So yeah. You have no idea about Mercadine corporate structure, students, any of that. Cool. Then I'm going to assume younger means less high on the uh, ranking system. So I'm going to, when I can, I'm going to look for like the most junior looking person wandering around and ask for uh, directions to the, to the cockpit. Yeah, they'll, they'll stop and look at you and they'll focus for a moment before. Just look at them expectantly. I'll give no further explanation. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> doesn't know the way to the cockpit, huh? <laughs> yeah, I really hope I'm not wearing captain's clothes. <laughs> like this guy's in uniform technically, but he's he's wearing a a, a mascot <laughs> outfit with a, with a beer helmet, and he's staring at me with a straight face, asking me where the cockpit is. <laughs> For the listeners at home, you may remember that Dosh has a tame that is directly associated with Mercadine itself. For the students, that's used to aid in the system <laughs> that connects with their slivers, but. Oswald, with a nine on his knowledge corporate, does not know this. So as the student continues to stare at you for a moment, they'll ask, are you okay? Or are you not connected? I'll say, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm just here for the day. This is on loan. What's your sliver ping? <laughs> and I will give this person my HCOM number. <laughs> your brain's IP address? Yeah, I guess. Well, I mean, I have a sliver, so like, I'll give them that in hopes that I'm not about to like just totally out myself. Uh, yeah, they'll take it down and you'll hear the connection come in before he gives you directions to the main chamber. Thank you. And I'll make a little check on my clipboard. <laughs> yeah, I'll say, remember to keep that on. I do not know how far you are into your internship, but you can't turn that off in case the captain needs you. I'll nod and turn to go. <laughs> yeah, they'll do a quick salute before they'll march off. Yep, I'll return the salute as I turn to go. <laughs> I just I just picture the uh, Rimmer salute from Red Dwarf. <laughs> yeah, as you walk across the ship, head down to the second floor, you'll end up knocking on a door that looks like it was made to seamlessly blend in with the walls. Mm. Part of the Delrose design to make sure she isn't bothered by things of some annoying door that says Captain's Quarters or Command Center. Sure. Easy enough to find if you know what you're looking for, but entering in inside, there's about four students in here, as well as a Void dressed in a similar outfit to you and the other students, with a few more insignia upon their arm. Got it. Outranks me. <laughs> Counting pips. Yeah. Give the salute that I just saw to that void and then uh, go about my business, as it were. Entering into the captain's quarters there or into the main command center. What do you do? Yep. I give that salute to the void and then turn to uh, go about my business, which is like looking around and examining things while looking back and forth at my clipboard. Yeah. Captain Derma will directly project to you across your sliver 
Intern, shouldn't you be on the third floor? And I'll say, yes, I was asked by Ensign... <laughs> Shit, I need a name. Uh, oh, 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 uh, I got a name for this. Clay. No. Bill Clay. No. <laughs> oh, you know what? Fuck it. Uh, Ensign Rayland to uh, just take a reading real fast before uh, coming back. All right, make it quick. And he'll go back to going down a checklist to make sure that everything is proper and set up for the reveal. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm going to do my best to take a like a 20 to 30 second examination of the room just to get a sense of what what all I'm looking at in here. And if I was going to try and steal an airship, where would I need to stand? What would I need to fool with? <laughs> all right. This will become another important one. Knowledge engineering. Yeah, I'm so good at these. Oh, I got a total of 25. With a 25 looking around, you can determine what you believe are to, like, disconnected. No ranks in piloting or anything. You don't know mm-hmm. anything else beyond probably probably that. Uh, kind of like, you know, you, you can understand, like, okay, this is the emergency break. Or, like, right. I, I, can under, I can understand that the pedals do things. <laughs> I imagine I'm looking around like, where's the wheel? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'll, I'll do that for as long as I dare and then exit. Alrighty. I think. I'm going to try and get off the airship at this point. Okay. Still in uniform? For now. I don't I don't see a good way for me to take the uniform off without being inconspicuous. Perfect. I imagine you left your clothes behind in the storage unit. It's mm, a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't imagine you pulled the Torgo and shoved them all in your pants. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. So I guess what I was hoping was that this was loose enough that I was going to be able to put it on over my existing clothes. But if that wasn't the case, then I'm not sure what I would have done. Uh... Gosh, I don't Let's see. What was I wearing today? Regular clothes? Shit. I probably, I could probably be fine with ditching my clothes as long as I didn't have anything in my pockets. So would I have swapped my ID and such into my new clothes? I would imagine so. Yeah, probably so. Okay. Okay. Then well, yeah, uh, then yeah, I guess I'm going to leave my clothes behind. We'll get those tomorrow when we steal an airship. All right. Nope. You got a, you have a sweet black and like I said, silver accented Mercadine intern uniform now <laughs> great back over to dosh and lucius estelle will consider this for a bit and well okay if you say you already have somebody you believe is already here to rob me as it were who are they uh i will make a like a point to talk into my sliver okay um as i ping um, oswald and say where was the last time you saw bossaneros i won't say that out loud but i am very obviously like you know <laughs> it's all mental thought but Exaggerated mental thought. Yep. I'll relay that information as I'm also looking around to see if I just happen to be somewhere where I can see him now. What was he wearing, basically? Like, what? Was he Gardner, or was he like a... Yeah, you saw him, Oswald, as just a, a standard servant mm-hmm. uh, loading the ship. Ah, okay. So yeah, he was uh, out back near the airship loading it up. Servant garb, not Mercadine. I'll tell her and say, last my man saw, he is uh, dressed as a servant loading up your airship. Huh. Well, I guess if I don't have to pay you, unless something's stolen, and we already know who's going to try to steal it, then it seems fair, as long as you can all blend in appropriately, to hire you to let Dosh Protection Services do what it does best, which I guess seems to be standing around. No, it's DPS. (laughs) (laughs) We do stand around really well, though. (laughs) Yeah. Look how tall I am. I do really good standing. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like I'm not so good at the standing around. <laughs> no, I know. I realize what's going on, and I'm trying not to. Uh, I won't react to that at all. Okay. Is she expecting me to give up Bosnaros at the moment, or is she like, this is it. We're hired. Not yet. Go ahead and give me your sense motive as you're watching like a bunch of different emotions kind of play across her face. Yeah, for sure. Uh, 24, roll to 16. Excellent. With 24, you can see the gears kind of whirring in her head of the idea of the reveal of this. What's going to feel more fun at the big party over the air as you guys go over the city as pointing out and (laughs) basically (laughs) calling this man out or this person because they don't know who yet, calling them out in front of everybody and having them be basically publicly brought down. Oh, so she wants us to do it. I see. She wants this to be an event. Exactly. You can see that she's, she's already working this into... Oh, this is going to be a thing. Yeah, like this is this is now going to be intentional on her part. Mm-hmm. I do like a flare up for the dramatic, so I can buy into this. I'm, I'm going to try to think of a way to help her make this better. <laughs> <laughs> Something we might also consider is that 
we've got kind of Bossonaro under a stick, right? So we might be able to still confront him on this and, like, you know, Sean Connery play both sides. Yeah, sure. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I will uh, I'll say, well, we have some wardrobe to uh, acquire. Excellent. The party starts tomorrow, promptly at 7 p.m. Bring your members. I'll have the tickets sent to your building, or... Yeah, don't give them our building. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to give them the building. Um, I'll say, I'll have a, a, a man come by and grab them. No address. <laughs> <laughs> That's motive. They live in a dumpster. <laughs> Could I at least have your business card so I can contact you? <laughs> yeah, sure. Very well. Make sure they swing by early. I don't want any delays. Uh, there will be none. She'll wave her hand, motioning for the guards to kind of lower their weapons. Oh, thank God. God, you've been under gunpoint this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> With that, naturally, we'll want free reign over your uh, your property to do our job. She'll begin to chuckle a little bit to herself as she dismisses you. Huh, you should be so lucky. Okay. And then heads into her office as the guards politely force you directly out the front. Yeah. <laughs> Are they going to try to escort us off-site, or can we walk around? Yeah, they're escorting you off-site. Oh, well, that sucks. Really, how do they expect us to do our job if we can't like see what's going on around here? To be honest, I don't really care. I just want to leave. <laughs> <laughs> but Oswald, go ahead and give me your stealth check as you leave the ship. Alrighty. Total of 18. The stealth representing less you hiding so much as not getting grabbed by like another intern. Exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm still wearing uniform. Yeah, it looks like I'm now just an intern walking off the job. So, yeah. Uh, but with an 18, it doesn't seem that there's anybody that actually cares or notices as you drift out the front and back out underneath the canopy. Sweet. From here, I'm going to try and exit the property entirely. <laughs> Perfect. You guys will all meet back up at the wrecker as we cut back across outside of the R-Ferry District and into downtown Duskbander as Gore is ordering the largest, sugariest mocha drink that you've ever seen, Fors. <laughs> a colic is ordering a water with extra ice. <laughs> Uh, as you can see, I'm kind of crunching away at it before you can hear the scraping of metal on pavement as a very old and very dinged up personal hedron vehicle comes around the corner. <laughs> Is it like a bike, like a, a one seater or a. Yeah, one seater, kind of like a hover Vespa kind of thing. Usually you can hear the hedron engine kind of break down for a moment as he bounces off the floor. Um, <laughs> it skips. <laughs> as Doriax, you see the. Lykel peeling off his helmet, undoing his scarf, and Gore! Dorix! And they'll high-five and hug for a moment. Gore will hand him the sugariest-looking mocha you've ever seen, and you got the <laughs> hood? Well, of course I do. Fresh off. Don't worry, I've cleaned it. No blood left. <laughs> 5K credit, please. Uh, I'll put out his small blue hand. Give. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fumble, fumble around in my pockets and uh, hopefully give him the appropriate uh, amount on a credit stick. He'll plug into his H-Com real quick and make sure that the money's there. Nice. Have fun, guys. Uh, who's blood? <laughs> He'll look back as he, I don't know, man. I peeled it off one of the uh, one of the mercenaries that those rich people were fighting with. <laughs> mm. and I'm, I'm trying, to, trying to think at this point how long ago the uh, freeway the freeway incident with um, Koger. It's probably been a couple months. Okay. A little bit less than a couple months. Uh, yeah, I'll put on the uh, privacy hood and uh, make sure it works before he gets too far away on his jalopy. <laughs> yeah, you have enough time to, to plug it in, have it connect up with the sliver. You you also know you can like control your drone and see it from here as well, mm -hmm. if you want to. But Akalik also has connection right now. Mm -hmm. Your peekers can also connect to the privacy hood. If you need him to. Okay. But everything seems to function fine as you watch this guy try probably over about three to four minutes to get the Hedron engine to start. <laughs> Before he kind of by Braille bounces off a couple uh, sign meters and then takes off into the street. <laughs> he has to do that thing where he's got feet on either side scooting. <laughs> doing, the, doing the tricycle run. Yeah, trying to tricycle walk. Gore will... Laugh as he takes off and guy's a moron, but one of the best cyber docs I've ever seen. Cyber docs? It's like scavenging and Oh yeah, no. He can pull the he can pull the material out of anyone, put it in anybody else. 
oh man and then i'll look to uh a colic and be like is that anything like what max does yeah it's like i'd say mac what max does is a little bit more artistic but yeah there are self-trained cyberdocs that can get the job done mm-hmm. say matter, that- of, matter of credentials so, hey, he did most of his college. He eventually joined the gelatinous cubes and was able to save enough money to get his own shot. The gelatinous cubes, what are they known for? <laughs> uh, they're kind of a scavenge gang. They have people that are in the city mm. that, that just watch, wait, collect trash. They aren't a violent gang. They're storage wars gang. Yeah, they're the ones who are going to be going through trash bins. They're going to be having people placed at corners that you just don't think about using the homeless and using kind of the people that are forgotten to the city to kind of keep watch. And then they get their money through collecting what other people think is garbage. <laughs> the watchful eye of the cubes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. But you can see when you put your drone into a non-controlled setting and you view it through the privacy hood, when it scans over, it sees core, it sees a colleague, but it has a hard time actually recognizing your shape. The digital projection in front of the privacy hood makes facial recognition software basically not re- not acknowledge that you are there. Mm. It's just being spammed with a bunch of weird, stitched together public domain images. Correct. And like, even androids themselves would give you a weird look. They still see the form of a person, but they can't see your face. Mm. Mm-hmm. So intelligent constructs recognize they're dealing with somebody wearing a privacy hood, but they still can't quite see who that person is. Non-intelligent constructs just literally can't see you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just that it doesn't ping whatever part of their protocols. Right on. It does mean that, like, as far as, like, HCOM, if somebody takes a picture and you're in the area, you won't show up. Mm -hmm. It is not good for selfie. (laughs) It's perfect for keeping your identity secure and yourself. Yeah, really high-end or professional ones can be built into, like, the collar of a uniform or an outfit. Oh, yeah, what's the physical presence of this thing on me? Yeah, it's effectively, we're, we're going to say it's kind of like it clips onto the end and kind of goes around the ear. Okay. It connects in that way, but if you take off the glasses, you can still have that privacy hood going. Okay, thinking really quick. So there was... There's Margaret. Jean. And who was the third one? Samora-san. And Samora was, it says, the surgeon... Margaret is the script writer, is what I have on my notes. Yeah, Silmora Song, so you know he's an Illican, Margaret Rayland, and then Jean. Did uh, I see anyone consistently in in my session of Facebook stalking these people, essentially? I did that earlier with uh, Gore. Did I find anyone who was not a common person that showed up in those photos that was not one of these three? No, and you never found a picture of Silmora. Okay. Silmora and the Illican, they kept their face out of it. Margaret and Jean, though, were fine having their picture taken. Okay. And and no one else ever showed up. Correct. All right. It looks like I'll be the one doing the solid snaking, and I'll have uh, I'll have my, my ground control. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gore will order some food, and I'll keep watch. All right. Colic will take a seat at the bus stop closest to the building uh, with his data pad in his lap. I'll... Ask a colic really quick before I cross the street. Uh, so I know I've seen, uh, I've seen some tains once or twice. Is there any I should maybe be looking for that is something I'm going to be thrown off by? If I'm if I'm looking for tains, <laughs> how easy is it for me to uh, to spot where those might be stored? Oh man, it's it's going to depend on his office entirely uh, or wherever he works. Um, we know Silmara collects trophies. So wherever you find one, you probably find the rest, but they'll be in his laboratory, I assume, or near somewhere where he can see them. Okay. And is there any uh, quick way that I can check what's on them, like a reader? You'd have to have a script program. I uh, have one in my data pad, so if you can get them out here, we can check them. But... Okay. I, but I can't. Okay. Okay. Well, that's what we'll do then. <laughs> and uh, I'll just be sort of looking at Dad, looking down at the data pad blankly, not really looking at what's on the screen as my my eyes twitch back and forth, thinking about where I'm going to be going and what I need to do. I'm just kind of focusing up. As you focus, we'll cut back to Dosh and Lucius, who are sitting in the wrecker before they hear the slight rap as Oswald pops in. 
wearing a slick black and silver uniform. Cool digs. What kind okay. of trouble did you get into? <laughs> no trouble at all. We almost got shot. Oh, <laughs> I, I didn't. How did you almost get shot? It wasn't that bad. How many times did you magic away your sweat? <laughs> I'll start to leave <laughs> this place. I got us tickets for the event, so we should uh, call your contact. Ophelia. Get us some uh, fancy clothes. Right, we'll do that. I think it'd be worth our time to track down where Bolsonaro is staying and confront him. Yeah, we should head, we could head to the Red Bandana bar and see if uh, they know. If he might even just show up there later, who knows? The wagon wheel. Yeah. Yeah, the wagon wheel's quite a ways away. Being back in the Dust Banter District, you guys knew it was about an hour and a half, two hour drive to get up here. We also have no idea if they're even still using that as a as a central location. Like, Red Bandana has yeah. probably been up to some shit since we took that briefcase. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have his number, so I can just call him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll probably just text Ophelia. Just say, we're in, we need fancy clothes now. You'll receive the response back then. I'm transferring over a stipend of 20,000 credits for you all to make sure you look nice. Damn. Well, perhaps it's time to grab fours and do some shopping then. Any idea? And you're going to call Bossonaro. That's going to be interesting. Maybe try to set up a meet with him. Yeah. You got a plan, boss? Mm, the plan right now is to find out what, why the red bandanas were there in the first place. And then see oh. if we can't use that. I, I probably could have just asked Bossonaro's that. You didn't <laughs> want to break his, um, ruin his, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? His cover? Yeah. His K-Fab? We were both <laughs> undercover. It would have been totally natural for me to have a conversation with him. I didn't know that, though. Well, I didn't know you wanted information from him. <laughs> I didn't know that either. <laughs> I was really... As we both, like, look at Lucius. <laughs> <laughs> we were playing that shit by the seat of our pants. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is a now thought, not a then thought. Then as you guys pull away from the Del Rose estate, <laughs> Oswald get his first ping. Inside, yeah. where are you? We need to clean up on the third floor. Why are uh, you not hey, answering? Hey, boss, they want me to go back to work. I could I could go do it and maintain cover. Oh, this would be as you guys have driven away. Like Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm I'm telling I'm telling Lucius this. Like I could go back. I don't know what's best on that one. I don't know what you got yourself into. Hey, I yeah, want I you to do that. what, sorry? They want me to clean up. I pretended I was an ensign or, or something. I don't know. I don't know their ranks. But yeah, I pretended I was a worker for, for Mercadine so I could be on the airship. Scope it out. Found the control room. What happens if you show up at this party tomorrow uh, not being an ensign or whatever you are? Mm, I don't know. I guess it depends on if anybody recognizes me. How confident are you to pretend to be an ensign for the next 24 hours? (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Yeah, let's keep going. (laughs) (laughs) We'll find other messes for you to clean up. Perfect. As you guys leave the Arferi District, passing through the poorer parts of town, getting back on the freeway to head back home. Fours. Yeah. I will be crossing the street. I'll be heading towards the the illusory complex. Yeah, you'll see the couple cameras outside of it scan over and simply pass over you without making notice of where you are. Alright, you guys gotta tell me where Gene is at all times, because that's gonna be the 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 weird giveaway <laughs> potentially. Gotcha. Looks like Gore will Yep. And you can hear him like slurp. <laughs> on a frozen coffee is he yeah it looks like he's on the third floor right now all right still yep he moves pretty quick he's probably got something in there oh got something in there what does that mean <laughs> as i nervously approach the building <laughs> <laughs> you'll hear go i don't know man i'm just watching this ping is that did he mean something like uh, or i guess i'm thinking is that like the movement speed, the maneuvering of his drone? The speed of which he moved around seems to imply that he is that he's very quick. Mm-hmm. Okay, good to know. Oh, okay, yep. Uh, I'm going to, I guess I'll just uh, straight up climb to the third floor. Okay, shift into your climbing form? Yeah, yeah, I guess I'd, I'd have like uh, sort of Ember Wolf-like climbing claws, squirrel, large squirrel climbing claws. Alrighty, cool. As you approach and actually grab onto the building, you can find there's kind of a sweet spot underneath the hologram that where you're attached to it. 
but anyone on the street would just still see the front of the constructed building. So I'm like all the way inside the collision of... Correct. Like you're under the clipping plane. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As you climb up the side of the building, go ahead and give me your stealth and give me your perception. Oh. As you're passing up, Gore will... Second story! Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Did you tell me as soon as you saw? Yep. I'm going to get a 22 on my stealth. And while I'm looking around, I'm going to get a 22 on my perception. <laughs> Impressively consistent. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by 22. Ah, ah, ah. Excellent, yeah. Moving quietly and quickly across the surface of the outside of the building, peeking in through windows, you will get kind of an idea of how Gene must be moving so quickly. You'll notice that there are, in every hallway, there is a... Ooh, about grapefruit-sized hole drilled into the walls. Okay. It's got, like, a pneumatic tube system. Correct. <laughs> you, can, you can see that his core <laughs> simply moved rolling across the floor before jumping into a hole and moving quickly to another floor. <laughs> Just Samus falls <laughs> around? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll definitely poke your head and see occasionally drones that wander through the halls, but obviously don't notice or see you. So his core is the size of a grapefruit? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. L- yeah, let me know if I, if I ever see, see him move around with my naked eyes. I, I want to see that. <laughs> yeah. As Gore told you, he's on the second floor. As you, you know, your perception, that's what that was for. Mm-hmm. As, as you peek in, like, you catch the glimpse of the silver ball come out of one of the holes in the wall, jet over to another one, and then move. Okay. I'm trying to assess how likely I could potentially... <laughs> grab onto that like how like as far as how uh quickly it's moving how easy how easy would it be to grab you can see so you're not seeing the core itself though you know that is the core but you mm-hmm. can see the ripples of the living steel the metal around it which is what pushes it projects it so imagine it has that oh, okay so that's like kind of the worm body that it uses to sort of slither around but it's a lot more precise correct okay jesus <laughs> Just got super sci-fi in here. <laughs> <laughs> Just set this feeling and setting correctly as you get to the third floor and peek in. The fluorescent lights are kind of doing that blinking as you're looking down. Horror, horror movie lighting? Horror movie lighting. <laughs> good. As they, you know, occasionally illuminate the concrete hallway where there are no doors into any of the rooms. You can see at the end of this hallway, probably about 20 feet down, there's a healthy kind of uh, light blue light that is extending out of this room. You can't see into it yet. You can't see occasional shadows that pass in front of it, implying that there are people in this room on the third floor. Working in there. Correct. Okay. I don't know if it's too late. When I passed by the second floor, there didn't seem to be anything set up in any of the rooms there. You didn't see any lights, but you could definitely tell I mean, there are rooms there, but you didn't see any lights on or anything that Mm -hmm. told you there was people actively doing stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I will try to quietly slink around the floor, avoiding that room, but also kind of keeping an eye on on things as I move. Gore would alert you. First floor. Okay, Jesus. (laughs) I wish I had some duct tape. I'm going to check out uh, adjoining rooms, searching for Tane. Yeah, as you quietly move on to the third floor, go ahead and give me your perception. Roll 20, don't hate me. 21. Instant death. No, I'm Just sorry. Counting, counting down slowly to <laughs> failure. With a 21, you can hear, not on this floor, but maybe the floor below, or maybe further down one of these halls that you haven't gone down yet, the occasional giggle or laughter of a feminine voice talking to themselves. As they seem to be singing either like a lullaby or a strange hymn, asking about their sister. That passes as you move past that hallway, as you approach the room with the bluish light. Okay, okay. As you get close enough to it, you can see that there are three large metal tables used for surgery or morgue examination that have been brought in here. Okay, those big metal slabs? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. You can see there's one body on the third that is writhing and trying to pull at its restraints to try to get out. The Illican that is walking around it has a large smile on his face you can see as well as the double set of peekers that are set up on their face. They're large, kind of black, plastic smock, 
uh, and elbow-length gloves. You can see their drones are built with multiple scalpels and injection needles, as it seems that he is doing a slow removal of this human's legs from the knees down. Uh... You can see the face screaming, and you can see its eyes bulging as the person is trying to get away from this, uh, though no actual noise comes out. Whether through magic or technology, this room seems to be silent. Okay. Soundproofed in one way or another. Mm-hmm. You can see the cybernetic plug-ins on Silbora's neck, uh, as well as his arms, though you don't know what technology they're for. But this room has set up on the walls, on various shelves, collections of body parts, limbs, eyes, fingers, things that they have collected or taken that uh, they seem to have a particular affinity for. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> a drone will fly by behind you, not stopping as it doesn't notice you. Mm-hmm. And even though Silmara kind of looks up in your direction, he does not see you. All right. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to get eyes on Margaret. And I think I heard her speaking in the other room. Yeah. As you drift away from the blue room and head down the concrete hallway, the lights blinking above. Uh, this extends quite a ways across the width of the building before stopping at a concrete stairwell where you can follow the song uh, that she is singing to herself. Gore will tell you, third floor. I'm going to find cover and hide when I hear third floor. Go ahead and give me your stealth check. This is going to be a countdown to you. A bungle. 13. I mean, there's not a lot of places to hide here. Though you can attach yourself to the walls or ceiling with your climbing ability, it is the terrifying part of being in these liminal spaces that they're is nothing that sees you, but there's nowhere that you can't not be seen. Mm -hmm. With a 13, you'll hear the sound of metal on concrete as the ball comes rolling down the hallway as you're clung to the ceiling on the other side of the fluorescent light. (laughs) It will stop below you for a moment, creating out of its liquid metal a set of four legs in each direction. (laughs) It's got a T-1000 octopus around. As it stops below you, we cut to Dosh, Lucius. (laughs) <laughs> and Oswald coming down the freeway, listening to the radio as you can hear Sandra and Oplix. And we're in the final week of the war between Arvori and Sangari. Wait, how do they know it's the final week? Right? Exactly my question. <laughs> Once initiated, each side has a week to complete either the removal of the opponent or to end the uh, conflict. But they report back, the construction site of the new Umbra Pharmaceutical Building has been lit on fire as vast swaths of destruction ruined the Selenny district. Multiple deaths, as well as the bodies of mercenaries, have been found at multiple locations. As we enter into the final days, we look forward to reporting to you who is the victor. Sandra will laugh, and oh goodness, can't wait to get back and see those beaches. Yes, I too. Oswald is listening with half an ear to the, uh, to the news as he's spending most of his attention reading old issues of Sarabek Begellian's Sky Pirate Adventures on his HCOM. Those like those... Uh serialized uh, old west cowboy books i sure hope so <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's got that sweet picture of a blonde haired elven looking fellow trying to fight off a bunch of sky leeches mm-hmm. with a illican with a uh, ripped dress like holding on to their thigh <laughs> uh-huh i'll be i'll be paying special attention to any scenes where sarabek is actually like piloting the ship in the name of research <laughs> <laughs> As I'm sure this comic is faithfully reproducing how to pilot an airship. <laughs> so you're writing this off is what you're saying. <laughs> I didn't even know that's a thing I could do. Start expensing comic books. <laughs> now might be a good time to try to get a hold of Boss Naro. Yeah, I will do it on the your HCOM boss and we'll, uh, we'll speakerphone it. All right. Yeah, my phone will come flying out of my breast pocket. And kind of hover in front of us. Dial in Bossonaris' number. See if it's still active anyways. You can hear that he's somewhere cramped. and kind of hushed voices. Who is this? Lucius Astabold. We need to talk. Aren't you that asshole who robbed us? <laughs> We're also the assholes that saved you. Or else you'd be gunned down by Applied Solutions. Go ahead and give me that diplomacy check. Alright, I attempt to diplomatize. And I got a total of 21. Yeah, with the 21, he'll... Alright, I'm listening. I'll give you a bit of time. For better or worse, we found you at Elrose's estate while we were casing out a job of our own. And I think that this is an opportunity for us to try to work together. Because, let's face it, this is my city. If you try to work against us, you're going to lose. What are you doing there? What's your plan? 
I cannot talk right now, but I can meet you somewhere here in a few hours. He knows where we we base our operations, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, how would he not? You're welcome to meet us at our estate when you have the time, as soon as you can. Maybe that's not the best idea. We might be being followed. Mm. Wagon wheel? Is that Dodge? Hey, boss. <laughs> <laughs> I did not have time to thank you for last time, but yes, you can meet us at the wagon wheel then, tonight. We'll see you then. And they'll hang up. Only problem with that is that if they're being followed, that's one thing. If they're setting up an ambush for us, now we're on their turf. But either way, we're going to make it out. We cut back to fours, clinging to the ceiling, with a metallic ball with legs as it clacks down the hallway. Oh, God. <laughs> Gore will send you a message. He's still on the third floor, but I'm picking up him on the first floor as well. Um, I'll be keeping an eye on the walking pod, and I won't get off the ceiling until I lose eye contact with it. Yeah. It stops and clacks underneath you as in this hallway. The singing from Margaret will end as you start to hear the sound of boots on the stairwell coming closer. Oh, God. You'll hear Margaret's voice from inside the stairwell as she, Gene, what are you doing? The ball will shift quickly. Not so much turning as it just forms legs facing that direction. Mm -hmm. Before it uses the living steel to take on a small pudgy form with two (laughs) legs, two arms with kind of coal black spots where eyes would be. (laughs) That's great. All right, continue. (laughs) Margaret from the stairwell would say, Gene, come down here. I have an idea for a new script. I think I know where my sister is. Gene's voice will, you always talk about your sister. Where is she? She got locked away by some very bad people. Margaret will emerge from the stairwell and pick up Gene in a small little clay man pudgy form. Almost like a doll, she kind of couples it under her arm. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. She's quite talented, you know. She's an artist, you see. And he'll, ah, what kind of art? And she'll start walking back downstairs. Oh, all sorts. She works especially well with paints as she disappears down the stairwell. The room is quiet except for the buzz of the fluorescent light. And Gore would say, I think he's on the second floor, but I'm picking up Gene on the first as well. It looks like he's taken over most of the cameras. Okay. You can hear him quietly in the background. Yes, I'm going to need another drink. All right, just a thought. These guys don't have a muscle like uh, like <laughs> Belanca, right? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you just predator these guys. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're the ones that should be afraid. <laughs> There's that possibility. But I think I have a chance to save someone's legs, and uh, I think I'd have to take that. So once they're safely out of earshot, I think of how much noise I make climbing around, stinking around. I'll be heading back to the blue lit room. Go ahead and give me that stealth check as you approach the blue room, crawling across walls and ceiling. Gonna throw out a 15 because I I don't feel like trying very hard. (laughs) (laughs) We end this session (laughs) with fours quietly moving through the concrete halls of this dilapidated and broken down abandoned building. As you approach the blue room and kind of slide off the ceiling to the ground, uh, you will have bumped just slightly one of the bad connections of the fluorescent lights as it kind of cracks and swings down. As you look into the blue room and see the grinning face of Salora, though he mouths something to you that you cannot hear because of the effect in place, he looks very happy to see you. Okay. One of the drones nearby fires one of the needles that slams into the concrete next to your face. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. As always, like, rate, review, subscribe. The songs used this session were Cathedral and Teague, as well as our intro and outro is by Nihilo. Alrighty, thanks, bye!